is Saturday, May 14th in the year 2022. <laughs> I was trying to think of something other to say than the world is getting more crazy. I'll, I'll read this. This is a better way to start. Here's a nice quote from Sun Tzu. An evil enemy will burn its own nation to the ground to rule over the ashes. <laughs> I think that sums it up right there. No questions asked. That absolutely sums it up. We are at a point where this these crazies are in the process of totally like wanting to burn it all down. And yeah, two false flags. I mean, I'm sorry, two, two active shooter events on the same day. Did I say false flag? I have to be, you know, I think we learned something from Alex Jones that if you call it a false flag, they're going to sue you, Sandy Hook. I'm sorry. I don't want to offend anybody in Sandy Hook, false flag. Man, I'll tell you, two of them today, back to back. In, one in Chicago, one in Buffalo. The one in Buffalo is kind of funny. I'm sorry. It, it's really sad. Shit. This is the dumbest stuff I've ever seen. People are really literally believing this stuff. And I'm not going to tell you somebody's not injured in this, but the the best photo of the whole day, I think it was in Chicago with the guy that was apparently on a little scooter and he's apparently dead, but his arm is stuck in the air holding the, the knife that he was trying to defend himself with. <laughs> I didn't know rigor mortis set in that fast. It's quite epic. Then there's the other guy that got shot in the leg and fell, and then as he jumps and he wobbles across the whole common area of the restaurant he's not bleeding amazing some crazy bullets they have now they're self-healing some unbelievable oh and and that shooter yeah that guy well the one of the active shooters the one that filmed himself that they're saying is a white supremacist yeah well if you use tin tin eye and you do a search i uh he just happens to show up in social media with the same photo in 2015 from Minnesota. This is really getting dumb. All right, well, hey, before we go any further, let's talk about pillows because pillows are much more entertaining sometimes than stupidity. And right now, pillows and good sleep are so important. So I'm going to encourage you to listen to Mike Lindell because there's some great deals going on and you need a pillow to get a good night's sleep. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. So Patriots, if you head over to MyPillow.com forward slash bards that's our bards nation landing page and i like it because it's ours it's special and there you're going to find all these great buy one get one free what mike calls bogo offers and they're great and they really are some amazing deals right now so use your promo code take advantage of these great offers this is a good time to get some of the best sleep products two for one for your house for your home for your friends your family for your liberal friends that can't stand mike lindell and then they fall in love with a pillow and you're like should I tell you now where it's really made? And then they'll just like not, they'll be in denial. That's okay. That's good though, because that's part of the awakening. So that's why we have my pillow. Cause my pillow is the counterinsurgency fight in the bedroom that we need all the time. So mypillow.com, use your promo code Bards, B A R D S. And if you're wanting to speak to a real person, they always have Patriot pillow counselors on standby. 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939 and use your promo code Bards. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wound up with this false flag garbage today, but I'm going to start somewhere else. Um, the U.S.-Russian defense chiefs hold an hour-long call in the first 
Ukraine war, first since the Ukraine war began, this is back in August when Austin, I want to say Austin Powers because that retard that's our secretary of defense up there reminds me of his, of that level of brain integrity. But anyway, secretary Austin finally got on the phone with one of the Russian diplomats who has refused to take his call. I would too. I'd be like, I'm not going to talk to this dude. And he finally did. And apparently the, the conversation was very professional, but Secretary, now I want you to remember that we are apparently winning the war and the Ukrainians are winning the war for us with our proud fighting soldiers of the Azov Battalion as we're shuttling massive amounts of ammo and weapon systems. What is it? 40 billion is the latest dump after 14 billion. We've dumped all this massive amount of weapon systems over to the Azov Battalion. And Secretary Austin is telling us, of course, that we're winning the war. But I want you to hear this. This is what he says. He says, Secretary Austin, says Secretary Austin urged an immediate ceasefire in Ukraine and emphasized the importance of maintaining lines of communication. <laughs> I'm going to translate this for you. Since when, when you're kicking the heck out of the enemy, do you call for an immediate ceasefire? That's what I want to know. And then, why would you have a hard time maintaining the lines of communication if you're whomping on your enemy? Because they're going to be apparently wanting to give up. So the real, what he's actually saying in that quote is this. And of course, you know, he's saying we need immediate, we need to immediate ceasefire because Russia's losing. So it translates like this. Yeah, Russia's losing. The U.S. bioweapons labs are in Russian control. The U.S. NATO and French, U.S. NATO and French scientists and senior advisors are with the Russian FSB in Russian FSB custody. Russian oil is selling like hotcakes, and it's up. Their revenues are up fifty percent. The Russian ruble is the fastest growing currency in two thousand twenty-two, up eleven percent. All the while, the U.S. dollar and the U.S. economy is tumbling. Yep. <laughs> Please, 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 Russia, will you obey us and stop losing our war for us? It's killing the economy and destroying this administration. Austin's such a pogue. Man, I'll tell you, what a piece of junk we've got up there. Unbelievable. In the meantime, here's a little one for you. Just thought I'd put this out here. When was the last time you remember a sitting president's wife, dropping in unannounced to an active war zone to have a conversation with another president's wife. This is a first for me. It'll probably be a first for you as well. Jill Biden speaking with Ms. Zelensky. I think it's important to show the Ukrainian people that this war has to stop. And because we're winning. And that people of the United States stand with the people of Ukraine. You feel it. You feel it. <laughs> oh, I can feel it too. I don't know what the fuck's in Ukraine, but these motherfuckers <laughs> want it. And they want it bad. <laughs> Sorry, that last comment is just epic. It's just like sums it all up. And they want it bad. What's ever in Ukraine is called like, I don't want them to find out we've been diddling kids, experimenting on people, turning them into Nephilim. Running drugs, running everything out of Ukraine. I still have the great question of everything, which is how did the U.S. economy get so underpinned by Ukraine that when Russia went into Ukraine, suddenly we have no wheat, we have no fertilizer, we have no baby formula, and somehow going into Ukraine, every 30-plus food processing plants spontaneously combusted. That's all Russia's fault. And gas cost is up, by the way. Gas is up to four fifty average on the United States. I saw it actually today at four ninety nine in my hometown. Yeah, so yeah, that, Putin, you are a master of, of weaponized control of the world. I'll tell you. But here's another one for you. I'm not the sharpest tool in the toolbox, but can somebody please tell me what the hell is going on with this war? It just don't make no sense. I know social media is at the highest level it's ever been, but 
Ukrainian soldiers doing TikToks on the battlefield? I mean, how dangerous is it? You can actually pull out your phone and do TikTok dances. I mean, damn! This is crazy, people. <laughs> and what is it with all this people catching the train and jumping on the plane to go fight on a battlefield? Is that what you can do now? You can just actually pick up your own uniform and say, you know what, I'm going to go fight for Ukraine. I'm going to go down there and I'm going to show these Russians who's boss. Is this, this is unrealistic. This is unrealistic. I don't know about you, but I just don't trust this social media. I don't trust media itself. I don't trust what's going on. I'm going to do, I, I want to do that. I want to go to a war where right in the middle of a massive firefight, I can have time to pull out my TikTok and do a dance. We're going to put in a well. We're here to put in a well. If you haven't seen my film, you should. I think it's still listed underneath the, let me see. Uh, nope. I have to add it. We've taken it away. All right. I'll find, I'll put it back up. You can, I'll put my film back up for free downloads. You can have that if you want to take a look at it. But that's a real war, by the way, not this garbage in Ukraine. Everything you're, what you're watching in Ukraine is deep fakes and green screen. That's almost everything. And the reason they don't want you to see the real stuff is, one, whatever's left of the Azov Battalion isn't worth showing. And, two, when they were had a little bit of strength, every insignia they had was, what, Nazi. So it's like, whoops, can't show that. Can't show that we've been funding a bunch of Nazis over there in Ukraine. We better make it up and do it at our CIA studios up here in Baltimore, Boston, East Coast, Rim, whatever, probably the same place they're filming Joe Biden's daily briefs. I mean, this is, and I'm talking about daily briefings, not the briefs that he wears. That would just, like, make me want to gag. But he probably would. He's such a cluck anyway. They'd probably be out there wearing briefs in the middle of it and not even think twice about it. Meanwhile, in New York... Before Yom Kippur, tens of thousands of Hasidic Jews in Brooklyn will purchase and physically handle live chickens in the largest wet market in the country. With little to no PPE, they will swing the chickens around their heads as part of an annual atonement ritual called Kaporos. The chickens will be killed in about 30 pop-up slaughterhouses erected without permits on public streets in violation of eight New York City health codes. The body parts, blood, and feces of thousands of animals will contaminate the streets for days. Because they're held in crates for up to several days with no food, water, protection from weather extremes, or veterinary care, many of the animals develop compromised immune systems and show signs of respiratory disease. The chickens make each other sick, and they also infect people who handle them with E. coli and Campylobacter. If the viruses that they harbor co-mingle and mutate into a more dangerous strain, then these wet markets could be the source of another zoonotic disease outbreak. According to a toxicologist who studied fecal and blood samples taken during Kaporos, the ritual poses a significant public health hazard. You think? <laughs> I'm telling you right now. The stuff that we lose our mind over, like an invisible virus that kills nobody, and then we let garbage like this go on. All in the name of worship of Yom Kippur. I mean, this is nuts. Our, our country really is a little bit insane right now. It's like over the top. Oh, wait, like kind of like, yeah, kind of like clown world in our schools. An investigation into three Keele middle school students has been launched. The school district has filed a Title IX complaint accusing the students of using incorrect pronouns while addressing another student. Fox 11's Monique Lopez spoke with the parent of one of the students in this Project Education report. I received a phone call from the principal over at the elementary school forewarning me, letting me know that I was going to be receiving an email uh, with sexual harassment allegations against my son. Rosemary Rabadou's 13-year-old son, Brayden, is one of the three eighth-grade Keel Middle School students accused of sexual harassment, something she disputes. He said he's being allegedly charged with sexual harassment for not using proper pronouns. I thought it wasn't real. I thought this has got to be a gag, a joke. 
um, one has nothing to do with the other. According to the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, or Will, now defending the accused students, in March, one of their peers announced the pronouns they prefer to be addressed as, they or them. One of the alleged incidents Braden and the others were supposedly involved in happened in April. She had been screaming at one of Braden's friends to use proper pronouns, uh, calling him profanity. And this friend is, you know, very soft-spoken and kind of just sunk down into his chair. And Braden finally came up defending him, saying uh, he doesn't have to use proper pr pronouns. It's his constitutional right to not use. You can't make him say things. Some might say or think that you or your son are against the LGBTQ plus community. Not at all. Not at all. My my children have been raised to love everybody equally. Shortly after finding out her son was being investigated, Rosemary reached out to Will. Title IX sexual harassment typically covers things like uh, rape, uh, dating violence, uh, quid pro quo sexual favors, right? Really egregious stuff. There's nothing even remotely close to that alleged in this case. Will says the school district's policy doesn't cover the misuse of pronouns, and neither does Title IX. Oh, well, I'm going to correct one thing. Everyone's afraid to say this. Like, are you against the LGBTQ community? I think they're freaks. Look, I'm. You know, I, they're going to hold this against me someday. They're going to say, you're running for office, and you said LGBTQ is freak, freaks. And I said, yeah, I will. I'll say, yeah, I did. Because they are. Who wants to snip their weenie? <clears throat> That's a freak job. I mean, this is just unbelievable. And everybody wants to defend them. They're a super minority. Okay, they're a super minority. And the problem is they're brainwashing kids when they're very vulnerable with the groomers that are calling themselves teachers. Because there's an agenda out here that is believes that children are screwed up by believing in God. This is a solid agenda coming down, I mean, a, a true agenda coming down from the New World Order, folks, that they believe children need to be reprogrammed in America because they still believe in God. Parents, get your kids out of school. Right, here's a perspective that just, I, I don't think he goes far enough, but at least he's on point for most of it. So MSNBC says that homeschooling is racist and part of an extreme evangelical war to dismantle public schools. Now, I didn't know that wanting to have basically total control over the outcome of your child's education was considered to be racist. I guess it is now. But the main problem with this argument here is very simple. Homeschooling, by and large, is actually gaining popularity now when it doesn't have to be. If you didn't force woke BS ideologies on the kids in school and just taught them the basic stuff they needed to become functioning members of society, if you just continued to teach them how to think instead of now teaching them what to think, we wouldn't have this problem. But now you have a problem because parents don't want their kids being indoctrinated with this victimization mindset and this crazy wokeisms in all their classes that don't have to be there. Homeschooling is a direct byproduct right now of the crazy radical left pushing forward everything they can down the throats of our youth. Being right-handed now is considered to be a white privilege, just so I tell you that. Not kidding, by the way. That's not a joke. These people are nuts. And they're, some believe it, and they're the worst ones. The ones that are manipulating it, they're just evil. And they're just the insurgents. But the ones that actually buy into it, they're just dumb. And this is just brain damage at the highest level. And part of it is I think that ever since COVID, since they had to wear these gas masks on their face, they've cut down so much oxygen flow to their brain that there is literally no hope for part of, these, part of this humanity. I am convinced of that. I am not one that does this where we go one, where we go all. We believe that we'll all be a happy world again because it's not going to be for a long time. Not until God takes care of it. In the meantime, we've got our work cut out for us and a lot of it. Back to Ukraine, Mitch McConnell. What is it with these people? I mean, how, do, how are they all of a sudden flying into the most dangerous war zone? Don't you find that at all questionable? Like, how does Mitch McConnell fly past the Russian lockdown on air and suddenly quickly overnight arrive in Ukraine to be standing there with Zelensky shaking his hand? And then we have Biden, Jill Biden in, in Ukraine when the Russians are shooting everything down. And then we have Pelosi. And now I would hope people are starting to realize that the world is a stage. 
literally, and that you are witnessing one of the most extravagant green screen Hollywood set productions ever with deep fakes. This entire thing is a scam. And the U.S. leadership is 100% participant in it. Mitch McConnell, whose wife is Chinese, right? Jill Biden, whose wife is, I'm sorry, whose husband is a, should be a wife, whose husband is a hand puppet. I wonder what he'd be, I don't even know what that would be like to be married to a hand puppet, but she is. Pelosi, who's part of a crime family. I mean, come on. This is all getting crazy. And also back to that shooting in Buffalo, if I didn't mention it already, the suspected Buffalo shooters manifesto, be very suspect of that one, by the way, features the black sun symbol used by the Azov Battalion in Ukraine. And like I told you, they've already found his picture. If you go to Tin Tin Eye, you'll find his picture. It goes back to Minnesota in 2015 on a Facebook post. Isn't that funny? He doesn't even age either. That is miraculous. I would like to know what face cream he's using because he has not aged one bit since 2015. Do you imagine how much money he could make on that face cream? Anti-aging white supremacist face cream for you today. And Oh, and also a little update here. I don't know if you know this or not, but I don't think Elon Musk was ever going to buy Twitter. I think he just helped Trump get more market share. And I'm going to give Trump total credit here for pulling off another good scam. This is straight-up gangster, and I love it all the way. So listen to this. This comes from George News. Twitter is done. The lawsuits from advertisers who were lied to regarding real user numbers will be legendary. The quality of demographics, example, annual income, is probably heavily overstated, too. Elon is a genius, but Truth Social is now the new Twitter. They've just ruined Twitter. It's beautiful. It's epic. Twitter's gone. And I'm still banned for life. <laughs> and I'm so proud of it, too. I can still get to my account. I can still see it, but I have no followers anymore because I'm banned for life. But they don't want to deplatform me for some reason, but I'm banned for life. Huh. It's kind of funny. Makes me laugh. Makes me proud. So it's a badge of honor. What did you do during the war? I got banned with over 100,000 followers on Twitter. That's awesome. And I had it, I triggered the person who wrote me the letter. They were freaked out that I had apparently told Twitter about 100 times that Elon, not Elon, but Jack Dorsey at Jack was a pedophile. And I, I think that finally got to them a little bit. They were shaking. You could almost hear the shaking voice in the, in the email they sent me. This is fantastic. I never went back either. I went like, eh, whatever, done. Okay, so I do have a piece here, though. This is going to kind of zero in a little bit here as we get closer to the end of the show. But this one is worth listening to. This is serious, and this is something that is, um, I want you to hear this and listen to the, what is being said here. This is very important. May yeah, I? Go ahead. Okay. Sure. There, this is where we are, and I predicted this. Uh, about 13 months ago, I said there will come a time when things will start coming at us so quickly and it'll it'll be so disorienting. It'll be one thing after another, one crisis after another. And I told you exactly what they would be. I said there would be disruptions in the food supplies. There would be disruptions in the energy, energy grid. There would be disruptions in the cyber grid. And there will be a way to not have midterms. And you were really unhappy when I said that. Well, I need to say what Roguski has found is a com I do not believe, based on history, it's important. I don't think a comment barrage is going to stop them. I think they are going to go ahead and try to give away our sovereignty. Um, I do know that, and this is related, uh, President Trump extended the state of, I'm sorry, President Biden <laughs> extended the state of emergency last month for the eighth time, but the, for the first time in an open-ended way. No terminus date. He also, this allowed him to send billions of dollars to HHS without going through Congress. Bear with me. Our southern border is open. There are fighting age men pouring over from Afghanistan and from Ukraine. These fighting age men are going to places around the country that we don't know or understand. They're not being 
tracked. They're not being followed. They're just being placed in various places around the country. Over the border, uh, we saw a another World Economic Forum lackey um, declare martial law when the truckers were uh, in Canada, uh, and there were unidentifiable mercenary type, very violent uh, soldier type people. They weren't really police being extremely abusive. You saw this in France against the protesters. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is they're not going to stop. Britain is already talking about giving up sovereignty. People in Ireland are already saying, what can we do? What can we do? There are 198 countries that are, you know, discussing giving up sovereignty. Well, once you've done that and you understand we are in a state of emergency now, right? And New York State on a state level in a state of emergency, states across the country are in a state of emergency. It means that if tomorrow the treaty goes through and and sovereignty, the decision making is, is elevated above the level of our nation state, uh, Tedros on next Tuesday can declare that we're having a public health emergency and you've already got in place all the elements of a war, of an occupation. We are at war. It is a super sneaky war, but they are putting all the elements in place to suddenly pull the trigger and there are armed men outside your door and they don't answer to our commander in chief. And that's that's where we're going. It's not it's not where we're going someday. It's where it's it, it's the, the pieces are being put in place now. So this is a time of extraordinary danger. So, yes, by all means, make your comments. But, you know, my also learn where your food comes from. Find out, you know, who your neighbors are. Uh, protect your house. I personally am, you know, learning marksmanship. Um, we have to be ready. I'm I am a peaceful person. I do not want war, but war is being waged upon us. And when you think you know that you, you know what lack of sovereignty looks like when it comes to national security, you cannot imagine because that's yeah. that is beyond tyranny. That was on Steve Bannon, Naomi Wolf, War Room. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is pretty real, and I think it's something you need to really be aware of. We're dealing with a level of evil that is unbelievable. I know that there's a lot of hopium being pumped around. Um, there is a group pushing a, a narrative right now in the fringe. I don't even know what you want to call them. They're, they're part of the MAGA blender movement, I guess. But they have been pushing the idea that Trump will return on the 16th of May. That's not going to happen. That's Monday. It's not going to happen. And this nonsense, it needs to stop, to be honest with you. This sort of stupid projections and hopium driving that has absolutely no substantive value, only to distract people and keep them away from what's really going on. I mean, I, I received a voice text today from Shemaine Nugent, who was with Ted Nugent today, and they were meeting at a roundtable with President Trump. I can tell you that what he ended the meeting with is things are going to get dark for a while. Yeah, they are. So buckle up. Okay, that comes right from President Trump. And it didn't say, oh, guys, guess what? You can come visit me on Monday at the White House because I'll be there because we're going to boot Joe out. This this nonsense, that and, and med beds, that's the other one that's just like pumping out here lately. Knowing what I know about the medical community, if someone said to me like, we want you to climb inside this tube and we're going to lock you in. And when you get out, you're going to be all healthy. I'd be like, hell no, I'm not doing that. And not even a chance. This stuff is getting stupid. And, and, it's, and the reason it's happening in, in true sense, and I really mean this, is most of the people that are pushing this crap have no relationship with Jesus. And I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of at my peak of just like, done with this dumbness.
And I hope you're not one of them because if you are one of these pushing this stuff, you're not in the right place. You're not in the right place with Jesus and you're, you know, you're not in the right place in your life. We don't live in a world of hopium. We live in a world of real and we walk in the space of truth when we walk with Christ. Look, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And I and I will be the first to tell you that it's pretty obvious that there's a pretty pretty significant war going on between elites and other things out here. And I, I can pretty much validate that. But to where that ends and to what date it happens and to where it takes us, I don't know. Because that's not our fight. Our fight at the end of the day is the tangible things that we can do to protect our homes, our families, our children, and our communities. And all this other garbage is unreal. We know for a fact that we have an out-of-control FBI. And I and this is the way, you know, I, I hear this stuff come up all the time. It's like, well, it's just optics. Well, here's real about optics because optics develops a trust or a distrust. And if all of this is, quote, optics to win a war, then I've lost trust with a whole bunch of people and I'm never giving it back. Okay, because trust doesn't come easy. So that's the one of those dumb statements that comes out of the Q movement and one of the reasons I get so irate about it. And one of the reasons I, I'm hard, and I, I want to be clear here, as people sometimes get me confused on things, I was I've followed and read every Q post. And there is a lot of real in Q posts. I liked what was said. I can validate by the format and the things that were said, and even my own research, that there was a whole bunch of truth in there. There was equally a bunch of deception, and that's done intentionally because that's part of a PSYOP program to wake people up. Part of the reason you put in false leads with stuff is to force people to dig and not just to digest. And at the peak of the Q movement, which was 2017, 2018, there was some amazing research and diggers involved. Today, there is an echo chamber of whatever Q said becomes the Q worship, and it's the cult of Q. It's ridiculous. We have an obligation in this point in time in our life to be questioning and being vigilant. And I, I agree with what Naomi has said here in terms of this piece that she just said, because we can make all the squealing that we want to the UN. They don't care. They're not going to care. What, are you going to, like, protest and walk around and burn some more buses and carry some more signs and say, no more UN, no more UN, rah, 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 rigga, rigga, roo, roo? It's not going to make any difference. What does make the difference is when you get literally digging in and you're like, okay, I'm going to make sure we've got food. I'm going to make sure I've got plenty of food to help my neighbors. I'm going to make sure that... We have a garden going. I'm going to make sure that I have my home defense plan in place. I'm going to make sure that I have a fallback plan for my family in case things go awry. I'm going to make sure that I've had communication with my sheriff to introduce myself to him so he knows who I am. I'm going to make sure that I'm actively involved in knowing what county commissioners I can trust or can't trust. I need to know in my community what people are trustworthy and which people aren't. We may not agree on everything, but which ones can we rely on? This is real. And it should be always that level of vigilance in the United States anyway, because we're not supposed to have a federal government that is the size of a country. We're supposed to have a small federal government. We're supposed to have a small state representative government. We're supposed to be vigilant and active in our local communities. That's the way this thing is supposed to work. So right now, I'm just making a blunt statement, and we don't have time for games. We enjoy, I enjoy making, you know, playing some of these videos, and we, we laugh a bit, and we need to have laughter. But we're into a war, and I've, you've known me. If, if you've followed me at all for a period of time, you've known from day one I've said we were in a war. And if you knew me in 2015 when I was, working on the campaign, on helping President Trump in my, in my way of, with the campaign, I was saying the same thing. And if you knew me in 
the areas that I worked in Department of Defense from 2012 to 2015, you would hear, actually it was 2016, you would have heard the same thing. We were in a war domestically. And if you followed me when I was posting on Huffington Post and doing the coverage of the election in, with Obama in 2008 from, Ob- from Afghanistan, you would have heard me say the same thing, that we were at war domestically. The thing is, it's been a slow and painful wake-up for America to get to a point where people have finally started to accept the fact that we're at war. I don't know what rabbits are going to pull out of their hat on this. I've, <laughs> any more, any, nothing would surprise me. I mean, I, literally, like, I'm, I'm ready for the day like I turn, I turn on social media, I tune into social media, and Joe Biden is wearing a bikini and has a lizard head. I mean, I don't know. I'm ready for just about anything, and I really don't care. Because like I said before, if we really do have lizards, it's cool because it, there's no... There's no season permit on those. That's open season. In fact, they're pretty much considered, as far as I know, they're pretty much considered open season. So it's time to make sure that we spread this word a bit and get serious with people, you know, and when you see this stuff on social media and it's, and it's addictive, don't waste a lot of time on social media. Spend more time with God. You know, I'm, I'm, I try to be as honest with you as I possibly can. And the last few days has been a real heavy weight as I've talked to God. And I'm like, listen, Lord, you know, this is, um, this is getting stupid. And my conversations have been about a lot like this. It's like, you know, every time we turn around the enemy is manipulating something else on some end game, and they're always playing the Kobayashi Maru scenario. And I don't know if you know what that is, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Okay, so the Kobayashi Maru scenario I always bring up because it was one of the more interesting shows in the entire Star Trek series. And the concept of the Kobayashi Maru was it's a no-win scenario. The Kobayashi Maru means that no matter what you choose, you're always going to lose. And... The thing I liked about it is that Captain Kirk, and I'm not a big Star Trek, so don't think I am. I just used to watch it when I was young. Captain Kirk hacked the system to, to beat the scenario, and I love that because he's, like, totally out of the box. And, in fact, they let him pass because he was totally outside the thinking. He wasn't, he wasn't accepting the boundaries that were given. So we have a choice. It's very much like this. If we're going to, every time we turn around, these people are offering us choices. Right now, they're offering the choice between burn down America or be punished by those that burn down America. And we sit out here and we kind of do the Durka Durka dance out of, you know, Team America. If you've ever seen that, you need to. If you haven't seen it, it's a little coarse on language, but it will make you laugh. Actually, it's more more than course on language. Don't watch it with your kids. There's the answer. If you haven't seen it, don't watch it. And if you're one of that gets offended by this stuff, then don't watch it at all. But anyway. But the Durka Durka dance is like the guy standing around with his hands in the air going, ah, you know. Okay. So we, we've been sitting here for the last... We've been going through this stuff, and we've been patiently going through it. And I give so much amazing credit to the the patriot movement in the United States because we have endured unbelievable amount of stupidity and unbelievable amounts of personal violence from a group of people that has been hell-bent on trying to destroy this nation. And my prayers are really that we've come to a point now of kind of a red line that the righteousness within us and the righteous of this nation should now be ready to stand. And when we stand, the caution that I give is we got here because we compromised on everything. That's how we got here. And where it was taught was in their damn churches. And I'm, I'm always going to be hard on that because compromise didn't get Christ his path. 
He was firm on his walk. He was a warrior and held true to a path. And it cost him everything for us. Had he compromised, by the way, and had we followed the way the churches wanted us to live, he would have, in the end, come up and brokered some deal when they were asking him for confession. He would have denied father. He would have done something. But he didn't. There wasn't compromise in that fight. He was facing an enemy. It's time now that the righteousness of this nation, we stand up and we are totally solid with where we are at whatever cost. And that's where we have to be in order to overcome this evil. And it's time for the righteous to stand. And I believe we're about there. We are definitely going to be challenged in many levels, okay? So let me just give you a scenario of just how dark these people, and this is my interpretation, but these people are dark. You've been seeing these babies that are being born by two parents that have been vaxxed. I just got a friend of mine just got hold of me and said, you wouldn't believe it. My naturopath has friends who just had a baby that was born with black eyes, and 10 days later, the baby in its crib is lifting itself up in 10 days. People, that's crazy. And that's the byproduct of this injection. Okay, and this is my theory because I think that what you're seeing is you're seeing them create the new Nephilim class. These people, these babies are probably going to be sterile, but they're going to be super brain, super capable, and they're going to be super strong. And we're going to see them as part of this new transhuman cell job. They're going to be the poster children. You won't have to go to Barnum and Bailey's Freak Show Circus and spend $10. They'll be on TV every night. But here's the trick to this whole thing. And watch how they play because it's important to understand that when you're in their matrix, they always figure out both ends to the middle. So try this. So we're, we have Roe versus Wade that is now being, will probably be rescinded. And we got there with the awakening of Roe versus Wade by late-term abortion stuff and this really unbelievable, crazy, off-the-chain discussions about killing a child six months or even 24 months after birth with no consequences. So there's a couple of theories that come out, and they're probably valid to a certain degree because there's going to be states that will approve that and hold to that, and I think that part of that is they're going to ensure that there's certain states that they can always get late-term, third-term abortions to provide the fetal cells that they need to make these new vaxes. That's what I believe. And you're going to have all sorts of other crazy stuff going because there's going to be tons of birth defects coming out of these injections. And so they're going to, people are going to want to go like, ah, got to get rid of this thing, which is sick, but it's going to go away. So in the meantime, we've had a rise of a morality in this nation, which is going to defend life as we should. And it's going to protect life and make it illegal to have abortion in the majority of the states, I believe. But here's the catch. That works just as well for the deep state because they've got these freak babies coming out with black eyes and extra extra strength, and people aren't going to be able to get rid of them, and who's going to want to adopt them? Don't worry. The state will be right there to pick up that piece because the elites are happy to adopt these new crazies. You see, this is how they play both ends to the middle. And it's something that when we're in their world... You have to understand how evil they are. You can't just brush things off. And like I said the other night, and it's a true statement. When you're dealing with people in the world that I was in, when you start talking about technologies, like, oh, we're going to have these great med beds. I can tell you the mindset because I can go there in a heartbeat. Immediately, I'm thinking, okay, what's that technology? If I want to let myself go the way we would tear it down before, what's that technology? How can we use that technology to interrogate somebody? How can we use that technology to make a super soldier? You see, it's weaponized from the time it is conceived. So don't be deceived because if you go back to Enoch, what was the one thing and I realize that book is not in the Bible, just so I just offset the barrage of attacks that'll probably come. It's like, you mentioned Enoch and it's not in the Bible. It's like, whatever, read it or don't. But here's the deal. In that story, in that book, which is important, they, we really begin to understand 
the fight because it was the part of what they were teaching humans was the forbidden tools, the forbidden methods, the forbidden technologies. It's always been about that. It's always been about the, the shiny silver object that people run to instead of turning to God. God's been there the whole time. It's like, hey, yo, yeah, what's up, God? I'm here. Okay, but uh, God, I need to go check out this really super cool shield and a super cool sword. It's really nice because with that sword, I can hack somebody to death. Okay. But I didn't make my children to kill each other. That's okay, God. I promise I won't unless somebody gets mad at me and then I'll whack them all to pieces. <laughs> we, we haven't changed, patriots. And the thing is that we have the opportunity to right now. We have the opportunity to transform this world in a way that God wants us to, that God leads us to, that Christ is there for us to, that Christ died on the cross for us to. And yes, I'm all about the idea that all this is going to continue to a certain degree until Christ returns, got that, check that box, Roger. But you know what? I don't know when that's going to happen, and I'm not making forecasts, and I'm not going to sit here twiddling my thumbs waiting for it to happen because I know that I've been given a mission like everybody else has to occupy this land and expand this kingdom. And until that day that Christ shows up, that's what I'm doing. And that's that fire in our heart. And that's that fire that gets us going, that every single day we get up and you're like, man, this is some crazy. How do we fight this fight? And it's a good question. How do we fight this fight when they own the technologies and they're trying to force us to do this and they're trying to hurt us in? And it's pretty simple. We begin in that pivot with, all right, Father, here I am. Let's do this. Tell me where you want me to be. I don't know why you want me to be here necessarily. I don't know why you want me to do this task necessarily, but you are the strategist, and you have the plays, and you need us to obey. So you point us, and we will. And then we do, and we do exactly what his bidding is, and we go like crazy on this thing, and sometimes it makes no sense. I talked to somebody the other day, and it's like, dude, I have no idea what God's doing in my life. And I said, what's going on, man? They're like, the world is falling apart and God is having me make house repairs and getting things right with flooring and everything. And he said, I've prayed on it and it's clear this is where God wants me. And what did he conclude, which is, I think, brilliant? He said, I think what God's telling me is to get my foundations right, to make sure that I'm solid for what's to come is going to demand everything about me and everything about us because this world is going to be remade. And he needs his children to be rock solid on their foundations. And he does. You may not have stood and raised your voice when the lockdown started. You may not have raised your voice when the mandatory mask thing started. You may not have raised your voice and made your opinion known when they said you've got to get a jab to be able to keep your job. You may have stayed silent that entire time, but now is the time to raise your voice. Because our politicians, on the left and on the right, are ready to sign over U.S. sovereignty to the WHO. They want to give them the power to determine when the globe is in a pandemic and what we should do. They are unelected officials in the U.S. These are international officials that you have no say-so over. You don't know who they are, where they came from. You don't vote for them. But they're going to have power over your life. If you didn't stand before... Now's the time to stand. Call your congressman, call your senators, and you tell them if they hand over sovereignty to the U.S., that's treason, and we will come for them. Legally. <laughs> that was his disqualifier at the end. Oh, oh, quick, throw that one last in. Legally, of course, we'll come for you. Legally. Time to get awake. And it's the biggest thing to know about all of this is that we have the power. And we have the best team on the planet, and we have the best boss. We have Father. And our commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ. We've got her under his banner. So there's not a lot for us to worry about. We just have to be true to what God wants us to do. 
So take that moment you have each day with God and extend it across your entire day. Have that conversation with him throughout the day. Celebrate the gifts he's given us. Laugh at the stupid. Because a good warrior knows when to laugh, but also knows that when they laugh, they're highly focused. Laughter's a dual-edged sword. Sharpen your skills. Get, acquire as many skills as you can. Don't be lured into the promises that Trump's coming back and it's all going to be better. Look, if he comes back, great. Okay. If he doesn't, whatever. At some point in time, if the military steps in to help us, okay, cool. But they're going to have to rebuild their trust because they've done a miserable job of building it over the last few years. And I just don't buy it just because you're in uniform, you're going to be okay because I know too many of these guys that aren't. I know too many that have bowed down to the mask and the, and the injection and they bought into the Ukraine fight. They've lost credibility. And they'll have to re-earn it. So don't be a yes person and don't be jumped right on the train just because someone says, whoa, you know, thank you for your service. This is how you thank somebody for their service. Serve your nation now. And put God first. And take that constitution as a real document. And read the Declaration of Independence and understand what it's telling you in the second paragraph. And take your duty to this nation to overthrow tyranny seriously. That's how you say thank you for your service. Words don't mean a lot. Action means a whole bunch. And right now, we need a whole bunch of action. And we need a whole bunch of prayer. And we need a whole bunch of just thanking God. And we need a whole bunch of just intimate, loving relationship with Father. And we need a whole bunch of trust in God. And when we're doing that, I think we can all agree that really pretty much nothing else matters. Let's pray. Father, we're just blessed here tonight to come together in this fellowship that we are so blessed to have with so many around the world. And in a time that is very, frankly, Father, just very trying. And you've heard my heart that I've shared here tonight. You've heard my heart the last couple of days. A heaviness, and yet you continue to show how even in the heaviness we can have laughter and we can find our way through. And that's because you're Father, <laughs> and we're not, as it should be. So thank you. My prayer tonight for everybody is that each person can have just an unbelievable, uh, super special conversation with you. Just an intimate talk and to hear you and to hear how much you just love us and care for us and how everything's going to be okay. My prayer tonight for everybody is to be reminded of the righteousness that burns within us that we do have an obligation here, that we, it isn't time for us to wait, but it's time for us to do. And it's time for us to stay vigilant in what we're doing, to remember the stories of Scripture, whether it's Joseph and filling the silos, whether it was David having three stones and taking on the biggest dude around, or maybe it was Gideon and the reminder that it only took 300 dedicated true warriors to, to trust in you to blow the horns and smash the pots of light to scatter the enemy. Maybe it was Moses and the many stories, but the story of even standing on the mountain, guiding the armies and his, having people help keep his arms up because no matter how difficult the task was, he found a way through. So, Father, we, I just pray for that sort of beautiful conversation for everybody tonight and tomorrow and each day 
that we can find that strength in you that no matter what happens, we're not pulled away in the nonsense of these hopium dreams, but instead we're swept away in the love and the miracles and the power that you can bring into our lives, embracing the authorities that you've given us to have dominion over evil and the reminder that we can do greater works than he. We have so much before us and we are so deeply grateful. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It's a good time. And it's a better time when we're walking with Christ and having a good time with Christ. And it's a super time when we're walking with Christ and we're having a conversation with Father. And sometimes life isn't any more difficult than sowing some seeds. Sometimes it's just jumping in your rig and taking a drive. I don't know. But everyone's got their thing. Take some time and really get intimate with God. And I know each of you have your own way. And I just pray that each one has an amazing, amazing conversation. We need it right now, all of us, not because we're worn down, but because we're at a point in this fight that we have to sometimes be reminded of just how incredible God is and how all of this and how trite most of this garbage is. And if you're one of those that's worrying about a nuclear war, all right. <laughs> if I just hate to tell you, but if you've if you've taken a plane flight across the world or something, you've probably had more radiation in that moment than you will from a nuclear blast. Don't get wrapped up in the stupid. It's great times to grow things, plant a garden, great times to sow seeds physically and spiritually. Great times to open the book and read some scripture. Great times to just sit and have a conversation with God. Great times to be with family. Great times to share with your husband or your wife. Great times to spend time with the children or the grandkids. Great times just to be alive and be present and be pursuing those amazing gifts and talents that God wants us to pursue. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Prayers are the one of the gateways to the, one of the most beautiful conversations we can ever have, and that's with Father. God is with us. He will never forsake us, and in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. And we do this fearlessly, and relentlessly. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow night for Fishers of Men. Until then, or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove That we could stand here too all the nights been pushing through fight for all we had to lose reaching out for something to pull us up to level ground oh i can see it now i can see it now
是被。